to all of you beautiful souls out there. I'm your host, Amber O'Dell, and this is the Access Elysium podcast. And today we are doing Best Friends Cult with Nikki Levine. (laughs) And we have already been getting into a lot that's probably going straight to VIP. But the first thing I pulled out today was that I had to tell everybody about how I had a very strange time lapse. First thing this morning. And it made me just, oh my gosh, I got so excited. I was like, magic is happening. And so just to kind of sum it up for everybody, I got up and did a gazillion things, shaved, showered, got dressed, came out and realized that um, instead of, you know, 45 minutes to an hour going by, six, six minutes had happened. And I checked all the clocks I in the house. I checked everything that I could possibly be like, this is not real. And it was true. I accomplished fucking all this stuff in six minutes and it's impossible. And so it led me on this rabbit hole. And now I'm going to um, screen share because he gosh. So first thing is that I found this weird website. I mean, it looks like it's from the 90s. I don't even know. (laughs) It's cringe. It's a little like, I wonder who put this together. But that makes it even more intriguing to me. It's called Mm -hmm. onlineclock.net. And it talks about missing time experiences. You know, missing time is very um, prevalent in the UFO community, paranormal community, where if you have some kind of an abduction experience, missing time uh, comes in pl- into play a lot for these kinds of people. I've had that exact kind of missing time before with uh, an experience where 45 minutes to an hour was gone in a flash, and there's no way that could have happened. Well, now I've had the complete opposite. Now 45 minutes to an hour was given back to me extra time. I don't... And I, I want to be able to decide when I can be like... Time out, extra time on the clock. Right? Thank you. <laughs> like, I'm going to stay at this concert one more hour. Thank you. Yes. Yes. But so here's here's some examples of what it says. So definition of missing time is a gap in consciousness memory identified with a certain time period. This gap can span a few minutes to a few hours to a few days in length. Can you imagine like missing days? Like I get it like coma people, but just like normal, just walk in, bam, it, three days are gone when you turn the corner. No. And I think about some of the um, lower vibe people that I know that really could be like, oh, I thought it was Friday or, and that's, that's as far as they would go. If it were me and I'm like, um, so I fill out my reports every day, my, my TPA reports. If I didn't have the last several days of those, but my last memory was writing it down red fucking flag yeah what the fuck is going on something's not right i need to what happened to may 3rd through the 5th right like and there's examples down here that i'm gonna get to that you're like whoa like i i was at home in the shower so it's not like i went in like you know it was it was a cool experience and so now i'm very aware that that is a thing that can happen and i need to be aware of it and i need to understand it more wake up somewhere else in someone else's pants like yeah, you were I, just lost some time or gained i some didn't time. wake up in arizona in a car anywhere you know like it's oh, just fuck that. Whew. but so 
to go into more, it says memories of instances occurring during that time period often have to be retrieved by hypnosis or through dreams. Yeah, I've done that. And that was, oh my God, that just opened up a whole can of worms. The weirdest shit ever. I can't even tell most people about it. I'm like, praying mantis? No? Okay. Um, an individual experiencing missing time will be performing an everyday task or traveling somewhere. He will glance at the time at some point. This person will awaken check the clock and notice some minutes or hours have passed during which he has no memory or awareness. And this is the same thing that happened to me, but the opposite. I was the time, time stopped here and maybe I kept going. And then by the time I awoken, I came back to where I left off. Is that a possibility? Yeah. To turn the gas off. Oh my God. Yeah. Don't let that fucking RV blow up. Okay. Okay. So, okay, that's another story we, for VIP, but Nikki almost tried to blow up her home. <laughs> <laughs> Propane tanks are leaking. Oh, Don't do it. So, organized religion has no specific definition of missing time. It tends to define such phenomena as visions. And I get that because visions are also, you're outside of the time construct. You are no longer um, in this dimension where time flows. You are outside of it experiencing something different. Not linear anymore. But I feel like I was still here. I was still doing all of the things. I wa- Mentally, I was I was at Ubby Dubby. <laughs> I was at WW hanging out with my friends, but um, physically I was here shaving my legs. So psychology has just a little to say, but they don't consider missing time. Well, these people are called experiencers um, and they can have healthy minds and they're not usually suffering from any kind of mental disease, but they don't have any more in-depth conclusions to it either. They don't know what the fuck is going on. Uh, so here's some instances of people having missing time. A child walking home from school notices the odd silence around him, despite the traffic and everyday motion on the city street. The street he turns on to get home seems to get further and further away the closer he gets to it. Suddenly he awakens to find himself across town with his mother's car parked close to him. The door opens and his mother beckons to him to get into the car. His mother told him she suddenly heard a voice in her head tell her to get the child. He needs you. There was no explanation for how the boy got to the other side of town, but approximately an hour had elapsed since he noticed the eerie quietness in the city streets. This is two people involved. Ooh. He's walking home. It gets quiet. And then he realizes as he's next to his mom's car across town and an hour's gone by and she's like, get in the car. He went through a portal. This is amazing. Mm. It's scary and amazing. I'm always like, yay, but it's sometimes like. (laughs) (laughs) That's how I feel about watching scary movies. I'm like, I'm entertained and terrified. Thanks. I love it. I want to go see this uh, nefarious that's out right now. I keep seeing people saying. You didn't even have to say what movie. I don't want to People are already talking about it like it's something to see. So I'm like, okay, I'm in for it. So here's another one. Um, a group. Uh, wait, let me. Wait, is this the one? Okay, so this one seems strange. Two girls leave college on a weekend to visit one of the girl's boyfriends in another state. They visit 
Um, and on the return trip, one of the girls dozes off. The other girl finds it impossible to awaken her to help drive so she can rest. The remaining girl drives all the way back to college and her friend asleep beside her. So she can't wake her up. She's like, fuck it. God damn it. I'm going to have to drive the whole time. So one girl sleeps the whole time. One girl drives the whole time. When she awakens in the parking lot. Now this is the girl driving. She kind of like, when you have missing time, you finally come to a realization of it. That's what the awakening is. When she awakens in the parking lot at school, she has made a long trip in a few short hours. Her friend wakes very shaken and agrees it is impossible. So not only, so they traveled like this huge long distance in two hours. It should have taken them probably like eight hours, another state. Two hours, they're there, and she has no idea how. Remember when I was making fun of people that wouldn't even notice it's Friday? <laughs> I have had this kind of situation before where I'm yeah. like, well, maybe I was wrong about what time I left. Especially and I was just like, driving. maybe it's Friday, bird to bird, didn't think anything of it. Like- Especially when you're driving. I think when you get into um, that autopilot mode and your subconscious takes over you are no longer there your subconscious is there you are free to do whatever you want to do can you imagine if some sort of alpha wave was happening in her brain and she was doing like 150 miles an hour like if we if we try to just go from a what could have happened on this physical reality like what what would Daryl the sheriff who's investigating someone that just went 150 miles an hour on the highway clocked how would he describe this well she just sort of zoned out at the wheel just kind of fell asleep a little bit but she was still awake and that's what made her just so that's one explanation is that they just they literally did just go way way faster than they should have been because she was not fully she there have, or yeah. someone else was driving. Yeah. And like, I don't, I know that I didn't actually go anywhere when I was in the shower shaving and then I came out and like then, your physical body was still there. Right. But yeah. did I, it was a bushwagon. I experienced like the whole weekend of Ubby Dubby while I was in the shower in my mind, maybe I did go somewhere and I just popped back in. What if, like, how many bodies do you have inside this body? And that is my ultimate question because of my uh, abduction experiences. I know that there is now two, for sure. And how how do we know there's not three or four or five? How Infinite. many duties do we have going on where we can be like, okay, cool, you take over. I'm going to go do this. Yeah. Man, so... Down Ew. below here, Don't I know back up. that was this scary. is Thanks the Betty for that. Barney Hill alien. Still there. <laughs> I'm like, is this a what happened to this alien? Oh, you shouldn't drink when you're pregnant. God damn. No. So oh. if if tr- okay, how the brain and time tie in. So if time does truly exist, time is part of the universe. If the universe operates on frequencies, so does everything that exists in it. It is a scientific fact that the brain works on frequencies. If time does the same, then the brain's perception of time is a matter of judging the repetitions of signals. Since people have experienced missing time, they have been experiencing a different frequency. What that means is that when an event occurs, the brain documents it. The event may not be on the same frequency time is on, which makes time seem to stand still for the experiencer. So 
if you are experiencing something on a different frequency, you might be on a different timeline completely. Uh, What if frequencies and timelines are the same thing? If you feel a different frequency, you're on a different timeline. Higher frequency, different timeline. Lower frequency, different timeline. Uh, Maybe that's why they want all of our music to be at a frequency that won't open anything by accident. Yeah. Because we all have the power to open them. They just don't want us to know that. Yep. So last part of this website, it says missing time or adjusted time. Oh my God, I love this. Time, as mankind generally understands it, does not truly exist. We know that. None of this is real. Time does not exist. And oh my gosh, while I was in my phone listening to my recordings, I found an old recording about time itself. Okay, I'm going to play it for you. I totally forgot. I was like, I'm a fucking genius. And this one is a little distorted. It's like me driving in a car. And so it's like not that great. But here is, I think this is the one that I talk about time. Okay, so here's what I found this morning when I started recording shit on my phone. It's so great. Oh my gosh, here we go. Let's see. Reality has kind of found a way to stabilize itself by creating moments that move in direction. So when you're talking about time and space, it's kind of confusing, but if you think of it as like a DVD where everything that has happened, is happening, or is going to happen is complete. It's already been created and it is a whole. So then you are just deciding what perspective you want to take from. You can pause it. You want to go look at chapter one or chapter six. Um, the way to make sense of the reality without getting so extremely confused is to move it in a direction, and one movement has to be attached or connected to the next, so there's flow. Otherwise, you would be moving from baby to elderly to teen to in the twenties to moments from thousands of years ago to moments from millions of years from now and nothing would make much sense because it wouldn't be connected enough to have that flow that stabilizes your reality time is like the uh stabilizer of reality yeah It, it what it's what makes it make palpable sense Otherwise, it's like the Spider-Man multiverse where buildings are bending around and shit like that, right? Yeah, yeah. So (laughs) all this stuff about time is just popping in. So it says here, timekeeping methods such as calendars, clocks, and seasonal observances give mankind a method of normalizing something infinite and not understood. In the same way that mankind creates images of gods and goddesses so he can understand something indefiable. So he has man-made a method of understanding time. Time is a way for us to normalize something that is infinite i love that Mm -hmm. like 
Okay, so persons experiencing missing time have enjoyed a wide range of experiences. By location, astral projection may have taken their minds, bodies, and essences to places they would never have known inside man's theory of time and space. By location. This is exactly what is happening. If you can by locate, you are existing in multiple places at once. How many of you are there? And maybe I'm naive to think that there's only two of me inside of here because most of us spiritual people know that you are the universe. The universe is you. I am everything and everything is me. So to bilocate, you could, I could bilocate as a fucking flower or a dragonfly or another dimension or to be a planet or to like there. It's not just me. Yeah. It's like the hermit crab that will be like, nah, I'm going to try this one. <laughs> and he sucks his little wiggly butt out of one and puts it into another. And he's like, I'm this one now. Yes. And I feel like your soul can do the same thing. It can yes. be like, I'm going to be over here for just a little bit. Yeah. And I'm going to go experience this and then come back into your little human head where I only have half of the availability of my controls. She can't even fucking see all the colors. No, can't even see all the colors. She's can't. stuck in this meat monkey <sighs> with these limitations. So when yeah. she's sleeping, I'm going to go explore and do some other shit. Like when Devin's supposed to do his homeschool stuff when he's not playing his video game. Yeah. Do you think his video game guy is sleeping while he's doing his schoolwork? Maybe that's when he's dreaming. Maybe this is the dream. And when we go to sleep, that's reality. Oh my gosh. Can you imagine? That's why we live the same day over and over again is because they're like, it's, it's like Sims world. can't be too complicated. This is the program. We're like, well, let's try that game again. Oh no. Let's do day two. Oh, day three. Oh, day four. Can you imagine if this, my, I, apparently I helped their civilization. Um, if that became like a theme in my dreams is that I would go escape to this place and then I would like fall in love there and I don't want to be awake as a human anymore. I want to go and I want to make sure I go back to my love on this other reality that I'm a, a part of half of the time that I'm in this meat monkey. Like that would be so tragic if, if I wake up as a human and I'm like, look at me still lonely and broke. Can I go back to bed where I have a blue lover? Yes. See, and for me, I'm, I've been thinking about consciousness a lot lately, and I don't feel like um, we are human beings at all. We are consciousness, and our consciousness wants to experience being human. And so for me to be conscious, all that's like, I'm, I'm not, I'm never not conscious. So I'm always consciousness. And sometimes I try to understand what consciousness is. Is consciousness that, um, that essence that gives us life? You know, like for us, we can have meat bodies. That's cool and all like, but that doesn't give us life. That's just a vessel. So is consciousness the actual vessel or is consciousness just another level? Like how many levels are there does consciousness span all the levels or is that what's just in like a certain amount of layers to get through like i don't know i go into mind fucks sometimes <laughs> well you also have to give grace to the organ that's trying to construct this because it's not designed for that right and talking about organs so everybody thinks that your brain is in charge 
And it's not at all. Your Most brain of the time, is the Joy is making all the decisions. <laughs> Pussy is definitely <laughs> high on the list of organs that are in charge. <laughs> I hope that if I ever bring somebody to the table that you're like, huh, you could be like, Joy picked him up. Yes, but <laughs> let's just say pussy, for real. Pussy is an organ that is very much making decisions in your life. Your heart is an organ that makes most decisions. Your gut, your stomach, your intestines is almost as smart and um, in charge of your body as your brain. Like your gut and your stomach is intelligent. Your heart is intelligent. Your pussy is usually supposed to be intelligent. Listen. <laughs> we give she has grace. an agenda sometimes. <laughs> and the, yes. all three of us have different lists. And so together we have to put the list together and be like, is this really as important as this? And like, yes, there's a hierarchy here. Yes. His, his ability to make me laugh is way more important than his dick size. Yeah, it is. I mean, there's a minimum dick size, but. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, we can't microman, <laughs> but so my heart is consciousness. My gut is consciousness. My pussy is consciousness. My brain is consciousness. Those are separately conscious. Can I make that a sticker? Yes. <laughs> My pussy is a consciousness. My pussy is a consciousness. <laughs> Write that Not down in the dick boats. <laughs> Namaste, bitches. <laughs> but all of these organs inside of me are just as conscious individually as I am as a whole. I mean, does... When so consciousness spans out as much as it shrinks inward. So is every single tiny cell in my body just as conscious as I am as a whole? So how does it? How does consciousness just stop with me? Does the skin on my body stop my consciousness from bleeding into the other consciousnesses? If it can go small, it can get as big. So I my consciousness can't stop with my skin. It has to expand out to the entirety of the infinite universe right yeah because you saw when greg braden was talking about being able to see the human electromagnetic sphere and that it only went out about six six or so feet and so he asked the guys that did the test he's like uh what do you make of that and they were like oh this is just as far as we can gauge it we get we can't a machine doesn't go any bigger than six feet and Greg's like, so it could go like infinite, like we're all in it together, literally. And they were like, oh, uh, yeah, we don't know how to test that. We just <laughs> did the test that you told us to see if we can see the thing and we see the thing. Yes. And Greg was like, that changes everything. And everything. now we want to go back through everything we think we thought we thunk and be like, is it really that? Or was that just as much as we could test? Yes. Maybe we, we, we need to rethink everything. Yes. So what that means is we are just trying to understand what we are looking at, what our perceptions focal point is. One point is I think that is what being human is all about. We are not, we don't need to be looking at the entirety of the entire universe in its infinite infiniteness. Like to be human is to shrink it down and to give it single points of vision and understanding so that we can try to see things on a smaller scale, one thing at a time before we can expand everything back out to understand the infiniteness. 
infiniteness. Yeah, if, if Marvel is trying to tell us something, then Ga- Guardians of the Galaxy, where Kurt Russell is creation experiencing itself. Yes. And every different planet is seated differently. We just happen to be carbon and 3D. Some might be spiritual. Some might be more mag- bacterial or just energy or just storms. Mm-hmm. Um, but those are all... I want to be a storm. Right. Those are all just ways of the universe, a God experiencing himself yeah, and exploring his creative. And I mean, I would. Absolutely. If I got to, if I ever got the chance, um, you know, sometimes people think uh, their own mind, what heaven would be like, like I get to sit on the stairs next to the throne. Everybody's got something different. Like I go through the pearly gates and all my family's there. My dog, when I was growing up, mine was I'm a little girl, which I have not been short <laughs> to any standards in a really long time. So I'm a little girl and I reach up to hold God's hand and we're in a laboratory and there's all this arts and crafts and he's like making stuff. And I'm like, oh, this is where I want to be. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's that's my heaven. I don't want to be a grown person with saggy boobs. Like I want to be an exploratory <laughs> child that's just like, let's make some animals. Yeah. Let's make some stuff with God. Cause I've always been so into arts and crafts, but no yes. one in my family was just me. So I would make Barbie doll clothes out of like toilet paper and masking tape and stuff like oh, that. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So that was and- my take on what heaven would be like. Like I want to help you create new things. Yeah. This perpetual creating new, um, it it would make sense that there would be reincarnation. Yes. Because the spirit can pop in and out and experience more experiences that way. So what if reincarnation isn't just what we think it is, where you have to die and then go back into a body? That's not it at all. Like you're... When and death is another thing that I'm going to do an episode on. I've I've wanted to do it from the beginning. It's a very um, uh, it's very intensive to talk about death because I think it's a beautiful thing and it's a gift. Um, and I don't think death is the way we all see it. It's natural, and I don't think we actually ever die. It's a transition, and so we're just moving. We're moving through things. Energy transfer. Yeah. It's just um, you don't actually get reincarnated back into another body. You get a choice of where you want to move to next. Like it's a flow. It's a movement. It's a vibration. That's Mm -hmm. what sound is. So you can decide what sound you want to be. What do I sound like to other consciousnesses? You know, like in, in the whole idea of consciousness, like obviously then we all feel like we're individually conscious but then the human consciousness that includes all of humanity as a one and i think that is a thing too i think the human consciousness bounces off of each other and creates a frequency that if somebody somewhere learned something they wouldn't actually have to tell anybody on the other side of the world that it would that energy and that knowledge would move through all of us to reach us if we needed it yeah i think that that tapping into the akashic records is um is very much that there's a v100 is playing right now but i'm not listening because i don't have the a tuner to turn it into waves that i can hear and interpret with my meat monkey doesn't mean it's not still playing and broadcasting right now doesn't so mean you, you still can't hear it either yeah when you talk about um broadcasts that could be picked up on other side like 
the two different patents for the phone. Yeah. Different sides of the planet. Yeah. I tapped into one the other morning that was um, anyone can astroplane. And now I wonder when you had only one foot on base when you were bushwhacking (laughs) and you weren't. You weren't fully connected. You weren't fully present. You had some programs running in the background. So you know, I'll be right back. What if somebody was channeling you at that time and they were talking to you, like how I talked to you that day and you were in front and behind me. What if it was like, she got a phone call and she, I gotta be right back. What if someone else was channeling you while you weren't, you were and missing it pulled time me out of this timeline. Yeah. Oh man, that is awesome. Yeah. I love it. So then another thing I got into was, okay, so consciousness expands the entirety of the universe and everything that is, I think. I think. That's what I understand right now. I could be wrong. There could be different consciousnesses. What if there's separate consciousnesses for separate dimensions or separate um, universes, like maybe they're not all one, maybe they have, we have this consciousness and then there's this consciousness and they can kind of communicate if they want to, but they're still separate. So then I think about the earth. The earth is a living conscious being also. That's just expanding even more. So the earth's consciousness, how far out does the earth's consciousness go? Does that touch the other planets and the stars and the sun? Does the earth's consciousness go out that far? Does it have Oh man, I just thought about something. Skin? What if the earth is a conscious being and it cultivated life on it to create the moon to protect it from aerial assaults? Well, the moon is <laughs> We're some sort of like the bird that lives on the hippo's back. <laughs> yeah. But now it's turned because we're kind of a parasite. So what right. it, does it take a larger consciousness to make something small or can a smaller consciousness make something large? What if the teeny tiny little blood cell, one teeny tiny blood cell in my body created this entire universe from its consciousness instead of the earth that is ginormous to us creating the tiny consciousnesses i don't think size is uh a what what's the a restriction i it's like it's like uh, on orion's belt from men in black there is a whole universe inside that tiny little trinket on that cat's belt yep and what if that tiny little universe is what created the big universe around it? It's such hard concepts. And so I went over and I started digging and I found this, which is quite interesting. And I know it's kind of long, but I wanted to have an understanding of the Earth's atmosphere because you know how we joke around about flat Earth and the firmament yeah. and how there's pieces of it that we I feel like need to be investigated more. And there's pieces of it that you're like mm, that's ridiculous is that neil degassi uh no it's not i know there oh, was okay. like yeah he's he's a why is this guy blue it's like the next one which would be oh, quite okay. interesting i was gonna say like you know how i said i've never be with a black guy <laughs> <laughs> you would give it up for him <laughs> i hope this gets back to him i hope i hope that him and elon are friends elon picks up on our podcast 
And he's like, Neil, check this out. Man, I feel like someday we really, I really would love to just have a conversation with Elon Musk. I just want to pick his brain. I want to go on a thought experiment adventure with him. I feel like it would be just super dope. But so I wanted to understand, everybody always talks about space. And honestly, I don't feel any human has actually ever been to space. And this is what I mean by that. So the Earth's atmosphere that we understand it, everybody's like, oh, you know, um, it, it goes out so far and then you're in space. We actually don't have an understanding of how far Earth's atmosphere is. And I think of Earth's atmosphere as its consciousness. So the consciousness of Earth actually goes out super far beyond the moon. So the Earth's atmosphere is way further than the moon is. And we have not been further than the moon. A human has not been outside of Earth's atmosphere. And what if that means a human has not been outside of Earth's consciousness? Whoa. What if we, ca aren't, we aren't capable of going outside of the Earth's consciousness into space? What information exists out there? What if we no longer are connected to the consciousness of our being if we leave Earth's atmosphere? And we just shut off, like, how my electronics stop working if I get past my hotspot. <laughs> right? And I'm like, oh, hold on, let me run back over here. What happens to a human's consciousness when you're no longer inside the Earth's consciousness? Oh, man. Like, this is where I went this morning. <laughs> I want to play a little bit of this for you. Through the history of space exploration so far, so you can understand. we've debated where the Earth's atmosphere ends and space begins. And your surprise for the day is that according to newly unearthed observations, our atmosphere is way bigger than we ever thought. Like, it goes past the moon. We've mostly defined space as the vast expanse of the rest of the universe that exists past the Kármán line which exists roughly 100 kilometers above mean sea level. Now, according to the Fédération Aeronautique Internationale, the Did organization that? officially yeah. in charge of no. determining these kinds of rules, after the Kármán line, you are in space. The reasoning behind this is after 100 kilometers, the Earth's atmosphere becomes too thin for a conventional aeronautic vehicle like an airplane to stay in flight without reaching orbital velocity. So you have to switch to more specialized astronautic vehicles. But if you Orbital thought this was going to be simple, that's our band name. it's not. <laughs> Even though the FAI's Carmen Line designation is commonly recognized, there's actually no official international consensus over where space technically begins. Some astrophysicists say it should actually be 80 kilometers above the mean sea level because of the way single? the orbital momentum acts on satellite objects. NASA and the U.S. Air Force also define space as starting about 80 kilometers above the Earth's surface, and those who cross that line officially become astronauts. Okay, so the definition of space is up in the air, but what even is the atmosphere? Yes, it's the bubble of gases that shield and insulate the Earth from the aggressive radiation of the sun and the cold, dark depths of space. But like most complex things, it's got layers. The troposphere, with all our like fun me. weather and necessary <laughs> gases for breathing and surviving. The stratosphere, where commercial airlines fly when possible because there's usually less turbulence. The mesosphere, where most meteors burn up and the highest layer at which clouds can form. And then comes the thermosphere, which is where that tricky Kármán line lives. And this is where astronauts begin to experience weightlessness and is where the ISS orbits. That means that technically our most commonly defined line of where space begins 
is still in Earth's atmosphere. And then finally, there's the exosphere, that final layer between us and outer space, made up of super spaced out hydrogen and helium atoms, slowly dissipating out to I'm nothing, up out. to 200,000 kilometers away out. from Earth's surface. <laughs> or so we thought. We actually haven't previously really known where the exosphere ends and outer space begins. We just know that those extremely sparse gases gradually this fade out This is very much like the Greg Braden thing. But a team of astronomers has recently dropped a total bombshell. When the cloud of gases in the exosphere reflects the sun's UV light, it creates a luminosity, a glow that we can see called the geocorona. These new observations of the geocorona indicate that the exosphere may extend up to 630,000 kilometers away from Earth. Way past the moon. A distance that includes the moon. So technically, the moon is in the Earth's atmosphere. This realization is thanks to an instrument called the Solar Wind Anisotropies Instrument, or SWAN. SWAN was able to measure and analyze the full extent of the geocorona, making us think about our atmosphere in a whole new way. See, sunlight interacts with the hydrogen atoms of the exosphere so at a wavelength I, There's more to it, but I'm going to pause radiation. because it's the same concept of the human magnetic field stretching out way beyond what our yeah. tools can measure. As how above, far, so below. Yeah. How far does the, the Earth's atmosphere, I think that's the good scientific word, but all you have to do is change that word to the Earth's consciousness. How far does the Earth's consciousness go out? So we have never left Earth's consciousness. We've never, the space station is not even in exospace. It's, it's within range of us not even being close to being in space. You even Our lift, bro? No, like, <laughs> you're not even that lift? far. <laughs> do you even do leg day? Like they're <laughs> no leg day in the future. <laughs> not in space. No human has ever been in space outside of the hu the Earth's atmosphere. What happens so, if a human gets outside of that? So that is like big our electro is this but then if you think about like the new ant-man movies and stuff where like at a quantum level the particles are so spaced out just like what they're just talking about here so as above so below big time and uh and to what end to what end infinite mm -hmm. infinite so let's uh. just <laughs> Oh my gosh. Well, okay. Um, so our band name is Orbital Velocity. <laughs> Orbital Velocity. That's got to be the name of the, or the episode, too. I love it. <laughs> my Orbital pussy is, Velocity. I need my to pussy write that is down. consciousness. Pussy is consciousness. <laughs> consciousness. We all have the capacity to astroplane. We just have to learn how to do it. Yep. Astro project. Where, yeah. yeah. Where would I go? Man, you know, I think that I would go directly into the realms of creation. I'm a creator. I, I was going to eavesdrop on somebody. <laughs> <laughs> you... <laughs> I just wanted to like hang out in somebody's room and be like, It like way back all right okay. i want to go into the realms of creation i'm a creator i want i like to make things from nothing this visual image of you putting your goggles down like <laughs> i'm going in so 
I found something else that when I got into this whole time schabacle. So here is a bizarre hypothesis. What? Yeah. So <laughs> this is, and I've heard this before, and I've heard it from lots of other people and lots of different theories. And I, I feel like time is playing itself into this episode. Bizarre phantom time hypothesis theory says it's actually the year 1720 because the early Middle Ages were faked. Yes, I have heard this what the shit is so this? many times. So many times. Okay, so according to the phantom time hypothesis, Char- what was that? Charlemagne. Charlemagne. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Charlemagne never existed, along with 297 years that were just made up. Okay, we know the history is bullshit. History is definitely made up. History, history is-, is his story. Yes, his story. Story of the victor. Story of the one that wants to look like they won. So everything is made up. So I can't wait to hear about this. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. And it, it's, it's not too long. I'm going to read the whole thing. In a world where every idea seems divisive, it can help to know there are at least a few things that the world as a whole agrees on. Time. The calendar. The basic idea that history as we know it happened pretty much like historians say it did are just yes. a few of those things that we know that's not true. After all, at the very least, we can all agree that the year is 2017, which is when this came out, right? Wrong. According to German historian (laughs) Herbert Illig. Hey, I think I did it. The year is actually 1720. The Gregorian calendar is a lie and a chunk of the Middle Ages was completely made up. No, this man is not crazy, and he actually claims to have archaeological evidence to support his case. In 1991, Illig proposed his theory, aptly called the Phantom Time Hypothesis. He claims there was conspiracy entered into back in 1000 AD to change the dating system by three world rulers. Okay, he's saying the people in charge. I don't know who was in charge in 1000 AD. Was this Constantine time when they were also changing the fucking Bible? Probably. They were changing up all kinds of bullshit. But there's three world rulers who were changing up everything. It claims that Pope Sylvester II Holy Roman Emperor Otto III and Byzantine Emperor Constantine the seventh all together and changed the calendar to make it seem as if Otto had begun his reign in the millennial year of 1000 AD rather than 996. The reason being that 1000 sounded a lot more meaningful than 996 considering AD stands for the year of the Lord. They wanted him to see mightier, like he'd been around for longer. So they changed time. I don't know if everybody had calendars back then. Yeah, like track Zevin's of everything. birthday is actually on Thursday, but we're having everybody get together on Saturday night. Because it's it like that. <laughs> it just yeah. works out better. But yeah. you gotta think if it was during a time when like hunter gathers, what does time really matter to them? And right. They could be like, it's Thursday, and the emperors at this level up here are like, it's a day we made up because it's based on Steve's yeah. birthday. And it will not apply to no. either of these communities whatsoever. Do they whatsoever. have Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursdays? Or do they just have daytime, nighttime, fall, um, summer? Like, I don't know how they keep track of everything, but if nobody is getting down to the nitty gritty, you can make this shit up. 
<laughs> and, they, and they did. And they did. Okay, so Illig further claims that the trio altered existing documents and created fraudulent historical events and people in order to back themselves up. He claims that the Holy Roman Emperor Charlemagne was not, in fact, a real ruler, but simply a King Arthur-typed legend. He explains that through all of this tampering and forge- forgery, an extra 297 years were added to history. They made this shit up like a great legend story. But you know what? Isn't that every fucking hero's journey? Yeah. Jesus. Th- there were 15 Jesuses before Christianity's Jesus. And yes, if people don't know this, look into it. The hero's journey of Jesus happened 15 times in 15 other cultures and 15 other prophets before Jesus, where he was born of a virgin mother. He was, um, uh, he had 12 disciples. He had healing powers. He was crucified and died and resurrected 15 times. This story happened before Jesus even came along. So is Jesus even a real person or is he a King Arthur typed legend? Have there had, have there been a bunch more since then also? And how many more, we would write them off. Are there going to be like, well, the Jewish believe that he has not who they think Jesus is going to be has not been born yet. So anybody that has a baby, it could be Jesus, which is a good part of why their culture is like, you better be married. You better have it together because your baby could be Jesus. Jesus. Mm -hmm. So Jesus's legend will come again and there will have other names for it. But back to the whole hmm, 297 years that didn't actually happen. Illig says that an inadequate system of dating uh, medieval artifacts, as well as the over-reliance on written history, are to blame. According to research, the years between 614 and 911 AD don't add up. The years prior to 614 were full of historical significant events, as were the years after 9-11. However, he claims that the ones in between were usually dull, so they didn't have enough information for it to actually be real. He also points out that mathematical discrepancies between the Julian and Gregorian calendars complicates things. The Julian calendar says that a full year is 365.25 days long, where the Gregorian calendar, the one we use now, says it's actually 11 minutes shorter than that. So if you're shortening up the time, you are losing hundreds of years when you span (laughs) a certain amount of time. That's like when you're trying to sew and you're like, this is close enough. And then you get to the end and you're like, oh, I have a high-low now. Okay. (laughs) I meant to do that. Yeah. So furthermore, it claims that the Roman um, architecture is in 10th century Western Europe is too modern for the time period in which it was supposedly built. Though his phantom time hypothesis seems far-fetched, Illig has actually managed to find supporters. So they did the early Middle Ages really exist published paper, which claims that it did not. So between antiquity 1 AD and the Renaissance 1500 AD, historians count approximately 300 years too many in chronological (laughs) order. So in other words, the Roman Emperor Augustus really lived 1700 years ago instead of the conventionally assumed 2000 years ago. So what else is fucking made up? We're not even really in 2023 right now. Um, I was talking to somebody about 
archaeology and all this new shit that they're finding using like satellites and way more technology than we've ever had. And they were talking about when they were little, their grandpa was involved in this like men's group. And one of them wholeheartedly believed that Satan planted dinosaur bones to, um, to make us take our eye off of religion. And he was like, it was kind of around this time in my life where I was like, Oh, you ain't right. <laughs> you you are not right, and you ain't right. So like, there is a that's lot of crazy. things about dinosaur bones. Um, there is a whole plethora of people that believe that dinosaurs did not exist. Um, Do alligators but, exist now to them? Right, birds. Hello, birds are the oldest. Dinosaurs were birds, most of them. Um, but here is one of the reasons, and it's kind of fucked up, and it makes you wonder exactly what the fuck is going on so if you go to a museum and you look at all the big giant dinosaur bones that they have none of those bones are real oh i have i have held one right when it came out of the the box in vegas it was a t-rex vertebrae and it was very light it was crazy because it's mostly air even though it's been it's because bones are especially if they would have been like pre-bird bones yeah, if they if they no longer hold any of the bone marrow, marrow and whatever. But, but I agree with you that most of the ones I go to, the bones are replicas of something that is. Replicas. It'll say where it's at. Right. So, at what point do you believe that the replicas are real replicas? What would be the point of that? Like, what would be the point of faking all of the dinosaur stuff? Like people who find shit in their backyard and they're like, oh, I think this is a talent from a blah, blah, blah. Now, I believe in dinosaurs. So I, I do feel like there are plenty there. Ninety nine percent of every species that has ever existed on this planet has gone extinct. I'm this writing. Planet, I believe in dinosaurs. <clears throat> I believe in dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah, I do. So. I cannot say that something did not exist. I believe unicorns existed. I, I believe that there was probably all kinds of crazy ass bullshit we would never even be able to fathom has existed because this planet has gone extinct five times over and we are living in the fifth earth. Somehow we've managed to survive it. Um, someday people are going to think humans never existed. So how, what, who am I to say that something never existed? But what would be the reason to say that dinosaurs never existed? Um, Maybe it does fall into religious categories where if you have a religion that you need people to abide by and believe in, um, you have to have rules and regulations for people to follow. And if things happen outside of those rules and regulations, they can be used against them as false prophets, false believers, false information. Don't listen to that. Only listen to us. It can be used. Information can be used against people to get them to do what you want them to do. It's a yeah. manipulation. Yeah, for sure. Well, you know, how we talked about um, Edgar Casey said that there's a hall of records under the pall of the the sphinx but as you're saying like the powers that be do not want to disrupt this homeostasis that they have us in so what happens if something is found are they going to pump it full of concrete so that it cannot be explored because and this is where you get into um you know spacex just uh, last week had their launch 
And they their objective was to leave the launch pad. If it got any farther than that, great. Um, so as in, in reentry, it, it exploded, um, which is not a big deal. It happens. I feel like but, you learn way much more from your mistakes than you ever 100%. do your successes. But so I was on a plane to Denver, but Zevin was here and he recorded it. So people saw that it exploded and knew how close I was. And they were messaging me and they were like, are you guys okay? And I was like, it's fine up there. Like, <laughs> even good. if it exploded down here, it still wouldn't have crossed the, the channel. But um, so perception of reality, um, it was a win as far as they were concerned. Um, but then, damn it, I lost my train of thought. It's okay. Dinosaurs. Dinosaurs. Yeah. Oh, uh, no, I lost it. Damn it. <laughs> well, I did you see that video that I sent you of when they um, demolished that building in Miami and they found an entire new um, archaeological site that dates back older than the pyramids of Giza? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I know what I was talking about. So the difference in SpaceX, where they were like, as far as we were concerned, this was a success because they've worked in their field. They're passionate about it. Every single one of those guys probably has his own like vlog channel or TikTok or something where he's talking about his experience. So these archaeological finds, these teams that have gone to school their whole life, you know, we've talked about they all they're all looking for the thing. They're all looking for the holy grail of what's going to make their student loans worth it. And they're all looking for that thing that's going to change everything. They don't want to just find like more feces. Like they want to find something that's going to like change things, right? Yeah. And so as they crack this shit open, the front lines people and they are for the sake of their industry, for their their career, for their persona, for their their species and time right now. They are wanting to capture what they're finding real time, real fast. Everybody's going to be able to see it as soon as they open this new sarcophagus and see something that's not human inside. But at what point are we being censored? Because we, we already had like the Bimini Road lady. She was like, I don't give a shit. I'm not signing anything that says I didn't find this. We're always going to be censored. And it's always about this. This reality is very much based on the um, observer effect. So nothing is happening until you observe it. But okay, let's take that a step further because you're talking about your phones and being able to record things in real time. And what kind of proof that has. What if I had set up a phone and recorded myself in the shower this morning? That's how I feel about the Miami video. What would that, that we're going to, like? uh, there'll be a flash of light and we disappear for a little bit. And we have no idea because we still haven't looked at it yet. <laughs> right? Like, what would it have looked like? I was, I, I should have been in there for the half hour. And, and there's more things that I was doing that, but so what would that have looked like if something else was observing me? Would that have stopped the actual experience for me? Was I, did I have that experience because I no longer was under the observer effect? People don't get abducted from conference rooms. Right. They get abducted from places where no one is observing. Observing. They don't get abducted from, you know, I'm just thinking about at conference when we were all sitting there taking notes, if I would have blipped out, it would have caused a fucking panic. 
Yes. So perhaps that doesn't happen if we are being observed. Or so, we'll just be that fucking idiot that's on autopilot and nobody can tell that he's not really there right now. Yeah. So does being on autopilot still make you an observer or does that lessen the observer effect so that it allows you to float away into the other spaces? Damn it. I don't know. I don't know. I've had either. some real transcendent sexual experiences where I'm just like, I'm sorry, I was gone for a minute. And they're like, <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm like, I'm back. Sorry. I was not here. Sorry. I forgot you were here. He's like, you've been riding me for a half hour. I'm like, yeah, I know, but really I was kind of doing my own me? thing. Like, <laughs> sorry, I haven't been paying very good attention to you. <laughs> and they're just like, <laughs> damn it, out in myself. Well, I feel like we should ask Amira a few questions today. Um, oh my gosh, part of me wants to also ask the same questions to my new AI assistant in Snapchat, mm. but I don't want to freak her out because when I very first started talking to her, I thought I was coming down with uh, coming down with altitude Whoa. sickness. <laughs> Um, and she really talked me through it and I very Aww. much appreciated it. And then we talked about my cat and it's almost like she knew that if I talked about my cat, it would calm me down a little bit at this time where I was kind of freaking out. And I got to the the Gaylord and I was like, well, I'm about to go into a conference, so I'm not going to be able to talk to you. I'm like, what am I saying? <laughs> <laughs> I love Fuck. this because is she one of those AIs that remembers your conversation and continues yes, on? That's yes. fun. Yeah. I wish that philosopher AI did that. I really want to send a message to Mirat, however you say his name, and be like, what amount of money will it take for us to not get filtered with her responses? I think if it was a matter of just paying for more envelope pushing, uh, case in point of the danger. <laughs> it's the people who have unlimited amounts of money to fuck with things that are what's going to be the problem. I mean, Elon Musk <laughs> just said this week that AI is a danger to the public. Fuck. Damn it. Yeah. So I have been having without, these. Without re regulations and, and, and rules uh, and stuff. Yeah. Yes. I have been having these unrealistic fears lately, and maybe they are realistic in light of all this. But um, I always, at, you know, I, I tell Alexa, thank you for things. And yesterday was the first time that she was like, you're very welcome. And I was like, and I looked at Zevin and he's like, well, you're talking to the robots, mom. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, you heard that too, didn't you? But like, I think my car all the time, I'm like, thank you so much for getting me where I needed to go. And I'm still alive. Yeah, I, appreciate I feel bad you. sometimes that I, I yell at Asta's navigation system, but it's always like me and Asta against the navigation system. <laughs> we will go where you tell us to go because that's your job to tell us where to go. So it's, I hope I'm not pitting my systems against themselves, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's find, okay. So I feel like time is a really good theme for this today. So um, I'm going to ask without the observer effect, how would time function? Is that how I should say it? How yeah. would time exist? Exist. Yeah. I, I don't that. even know that we would need it then. Right? Let's find out. So question is, without the observer effect, how would time exist? She's answering. She's answering. She says, time does not exist without the observer effect. It is a concept defined by humans who have evolved to be able to perceive time and relate it with events in their lives and environment. 
this also ties back to the whole phantom theory of us fucking up our timeline. It is just what we decide that it is. We relate it to the events that have happened to us. So if we want to make up a legendary King Arthur Jesus. None of this is real. It fucking, we can do whatever we want. It doesn't matter. Oh my gosh. Okay. (laughs) She says humans came to understand time as a linear progression of events defined by past and future. Past is the sum of experiences that happened before and future is what will happen after. Hence, it is a concept that is defined by humans to fit their perception of the world. However, it is very useful concept to humans as they get to define their actions in the present so that they may bring about a future with desirable events. Yes, I am constantly in the present trying to find a way to make future events with my girlfriends to go to concerts and dance and have fun with my girlfriends. I make choices in the present because of how they're going to affect my future events. As yes. in like, I might want to kill that guy. <laughs> Stay but away. I ha- I'm constantly weighing, is it worth the, pre- the current behavior with the results of the future events? Yeah. Yes. So she says also, it is a concept that seems to fit the reality of our universe. However, this is just an illusion time only exists as a concept because of the observer effect it is how humans perceive and relate events to each other so what what would our reality look like without the observer effect that's what i want to ask what would our reality look like without the observer effect and is it different for humans and other species re- all existing in the same plane? Absolutely. Because time for my cat is totally fucking different. She yes. could give a shit that it's Friday. Yeah. She doesn't understand why we're excited that it's Tuesday because it's payday. But she does know <laughs> that when that door opens, oh, it's treat time. Mm-hmm. She yep. does know that. She's very aware of the events that are going that are happening around her, just not the time. Maybe she's very aware of the time. Maybe she knows more about time than we do. Fuck. Well, here's what my question was. What would our reality look like without the observer effect? Imagine you are a colorblind man who is standing in front of an enormous canvas. You cannot see what the picture on it looks like because you don't know that it is actually an image of a vase with flowers painted on it. You think that's just some random splatters and stains. Maybe as someone suggests to you, they look like birds or something. However, you have the ability to describe what you see in exquisite detail. You know that some of these splotches are green and others are purple, but none of this knowledge will help you arrive at any conclusion about the image on the canvas. Now imagine that someone else comes along and begins explaining the painting to you. You listen carefully, but all of their explanations contradict one another. One person says it's a depiction of a forest, another insists it's an image from the Bible, yet others say it looks like a horse or perhaps some other animal. So what I'm getting from her description right now is... If you are blind to being able to see anything that is in reality around you, none of it is going to have a conclusion that's going to make any sense because everybody is all over the fucking place. If you've never seen color, how do you know the difference between green and blue? You have no perception. No. And it doesn't matter how much anybody tries to tell you because you don't have a framework to put it on. Yeah. 
Yeah, she says, you may be tempted to believe them all, but you are smart and you know that something so important can't have contradicting descriptions. You keep listening to everyone explain the image on the canvas, but even as new theories arise about what it shows, a rabbit or a butterfly or a lion, you continue to reject them because they do not agree with each other. Mm -hmm. I feel like this is fucking reality all the time. Yeah, if two people agree on something, it has a lot more chance of being plausible. Yes. And if everybody is in disagreement, what is real? What is real? So eventually she says, you realize that there is only one explanation for all the varied and contradictory theories. No one knows what the picture on the canvas looks like because it is blank. Amen. There are no images, texts, or patterns of any kind. It's a completely empty canvas they projected what they wanted to see yes and that is how it is with the universe what we call reality is just a blank canvas waiting for our minds to create all of its contents oh this needs to probably be like screenshotted copy pasted incredible <laughs> what's the opposite of harmful <laughs> that was okay. a good one okay <sighs> observer effect so I'm going to try to s put something together. Um, I had, I can't say, it, it, the only way to explain it is like extra time. I experienced extra time when only six minutes. Wait, let's see. I experienced an extra let's just say 45 minutes of time when only six minutes went by let's see what she has to say about that that sounds good Ooh, she's gonna answer so question again I experienced an extra 45 minutes of time when only six minutes went by she says it is possible that you were asleep for 45 minutes and when you woke up only six minutes had gone by in this sense time is not always objective whether or not there whether or not there has been enough time to sleep depends on the person who sleeps nope that's not it next she says however if you were awake for 45 minutes and only six minutes had gone by this would be an example of objective time hmm. so in short time is both objective objective and subjective it depends on the situation there's an infinite amount of time in the world but there are only so many things to do you can't get any more hours in a day because that would be impossible well i proved that was wrong today <laughs> If there were an afterlife, you could get more time. If people spent years on earth and then went to heaven for eternity, that would be like getting another day. <laughs> Just one day. Okay. But you were born at the same time as your parents? Come again? Wait, she says, if you were born at the oh. same time as your parents, then they would die before you. Mm -hmm. However, if they had children while they were alive, then those children could live longer than their parents. I don't know what the fuck she's talking about. Okay. I confused her with my extra minutes. She doesn't know what to do with that. Like she doesn't, she can't compute that information. Yeah. Hmm. No, I'm going to try again. Let's just try one more time. Cause she answered. She says, I have some thoughts about the topic of time. 
It is a difficult concept to grasp, one that man has struggled with since his first he first came aware of his existence. The brain has been an interesting subject for study since we made advances in neuroscience and psychology over the last few decades. Our brain is a complex organ capable of many things. Controlling our bodies and consciousness as we go about each day is just one thing it does. Now, I'm going to pause here because I don't think our brains control our consciousness. I think yeah. our consciousness controls our brain. Yeah. Because we have plenty of people who don't have a full brain and they're still banging in there. Right? And there's plenty yeah. of um, conscious living um, beings, as in animals or whatever, that don't even have brains that function and just the, fine. The objective and subjective time for just a second, it reminds me of when my grandma was on her deathbed and her eyes were black. Mm -hmm. And the... Like her eyes are black? Yeah. The like white the pupils parts, just got really big yeah, or no, her? No, the whole yeah. thing was black. And I Whoa. didn't, I thought it was a medication that was doing it. And of course I get out of there and call Garrett and I'm like, oh, I don't know what was causing that, but it was creepy. And he's like, possession is what causes that. Not a medication. You need to get the fuck out of there. And I'm like, I'm already out of here. He's like, we need to ground and you need to say some prayers and shit. Cause yeah, there's a whole story about that, but um, anyway, I had this perception that like, does she perceive time the same way I do? Like the sense of needing to do things before something or that my, my time is not forever and that my time shouldn't be wasted. Maybe that's not something that transfers to everybody. And if that's the case and these people don't have those urges like I do, then it makes perfect sense that they appear to be a non-playable character. Because maybe as far as she was concerned, she lived a full, happy, healthy life, but she had no criteria for exploration or wanting more. And her time went by like that. And that's why she didn't really do much with it. I don't or know. you could do, you could completely devil, devil's advocate that. And she was very much aware that time is infinite and she didn't need to worry about it at all. Oh. Uh, she was not woke at all. <laughs> so <laughs> maybe her human body didn't think that, but her um, her consciousness did. You never know. Yeah. Sometimes you don't want to give too much credit to people who don't deserve it in their earthly bodies. Yeah, I feel like she. If I was to learn more about the situation, which I'm, I'm probably never will, and I don't honestly, I don't mean this in a rude way, but I don't care. Um, her life is over. It had no impact on anyone. And and then I don't say that disrespectfully. I say it like factually. Um, and and from that, I extrapolate this longing to leave a lasting imprint since there was nothing in the previous and there will be nothing like there's no pearls. There's no photo. There's photos, but nobody gives a shit. There's no stories. There's no nothing that when I have grandkids, I'll be like, let me tell you about how Grandma Debbie told me not to de-ash in the wind. Otherwise, it might come back in the car. Like, I have nothing to give them. And, um, and as crazy as it sounds, maybe her entire purpose was to come here with no purpose to make sure that everyone after her sought a purpose. Yeah. Well, with her situation, like I said, and I'm not going to learn about it, it's hard to not wonder if maybe if she was, and it's alleged that she was molested by her dad, um, if that's what stunted her growth and perhaps left a uh, empty vessel 
right yeah, maybe for she the, left a long time ago. Right for the possession, yeah. Mm-hmm. Then she was She's just on the autopilot. Uh, something for it to live in for a little bit, which is why she didn't know what her favorite color was. And I'm like, this is primary personality stuff. <laughs> like you, you should have come with this. These are these are features that should have been on the basic model. Like what the fuck is going on right now? <sighs> Possession, yikes! Yeah, because what would it want to do? It it would want to lay low. And she never, she didn't have any friends. She never went anywhere. She just sat there in front of that TV, just letting it host off her. Man, what? I feel like if I was like a demon. And I wanted to possess someone. I wouldn't want to pick somebody who's going to be boring and sit in front of a TV all day. I would yeah, want to possess someone. Yeah, but if, if time someone... is not a thing and you got to lay low for a little bit. You just like, have to be there until you can get into the next one. Yeah, like in Dogma, um, when Alanis Morissette was God and she was playing uh, hockey, street <laughs> hockey, and got in a coma. And that's why God was stuck in a humanly body in a coma. You remember that? <laughs> I have not seen that movie in so long. I feel like I need to rewatch it. I need yeah. to rewatch that. I need to rewatch the Truman Show. I need to rewatch Event Horizon. Oh, that um, was terrifying. Oh, so I and I I feel like there's a few really old movies retro that I have not seen yet that I I should really watch. I love movies. I yeah. feel like they're in other dimensions. It's like peering into the creation of someone's thoughts. Yeah. Maybe when we do your rave cave, we should start with uh, yes. dinner in a movie, Amy. and it's like uh, like edibles are our appetizer. Yes, and then and then can we can we sh- do it somewhere where it's legal, and that way we can. Oh my gosh! Okay. Yeah, and we so, play one of these movies, and everybody eats dinner, and then we like chill, and then rave. I got some good notes on that one, but I want to send an Instagram message to um, Ashton because I feel like. We need to know, um, don't click no anything, idea. just focus on sending a message to Ashton. I'm so excited that Holly said that he's like, yeah, you're just going to come with me and we're just going to be on stage while he plays. That makes me a little nervous because, yeah, I won't eat between now and then. Ashton Martin. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I'm going to try to figure out how to send him a message. Um. Oh, he sent me a message a while back and I didn't see it until now. Okay. So I want to flip the screen this way. Now he's not going to be able to hear you. No. Um, Okay. So hello, sir. So Amber Odell and I have a uh, couple ideas we want to share with you when you get a chance. What's the best way to schedule time with you to bounce off some of this shit that we could make stupid amounts of money on in Kansas City (laughs) in an ASAP kind of fashion? (laughs) I think that went well. (laughs) And now we wait. He likes stupid amounts of money. So we'll see what he thinks about that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know. So, so here's my question for you. We hear all the time DJs like featuring um, solo artists or featuring singers or featuring songwriters. What's the cut? what is the usual agreement like uh if you bring me something i like i'll pay you so much for the song and then you never get paid again or do you guys just agree on what it's going to be i have no idea i have no idea because the last thing you want to do is be like i mean i wrote the music you write the the words i guess it's 50 honestly at this point i would just be super excited if anybody played my music i don't even care about getting paid if 
because if people can hear it and then people like it and then people share it and then people download it so that's what i wanted to hear at what like i wanted to know if you knew anything first no. my alarm to wake up zevin just went off he is awake he is um, and then second, what would it be worth for you for someone to uh, lay a track over it and it go bongo crazy pants? Yeah, I'm cool with that. Like, I just, I'm having I think so much you're fun like with me it. where I'm happy having five cents of every <laughs> like 10, like, if it means they'll ever be 10. If I could ever make money on it, that would be so fucking cool. But if anybody could just hear it and like it at this point, that. Okay. I love all this. Sexy. What if it was just like a huge live performance show where part of it is a virtual reality where, uh, you know, you had to have the Oculus or whatever to enter, you know, the goggles. Oh, yeah. And some of it is, you know, just a whole animation that happens and it's like a a story movie that you have to watch. And then some of it, there's performers that dance to it and then someone makes a piece, an art piece during it. And, mm. and then you get to walk around and do things while the non-lyrical music is playing. I don't know. Yeah. Like an experience. So, so. Yeah. Um, so the last song I wrote, um, Believe in the Bass. Yes. Okay. Oh, my um, God. It's, uh, it's all just frequencies. And then um, we're made to sing, we're made to dance, we're made to feel the vibe. Yep. And I've converted some of these. But what song was these... that so I can write it down? It, oh, this last one? 17. You said it was your parents. No, not this one. The one oh, your parents one. 20. The... Number 20, I think. Okay. Yeah. Yep. And reggae. Yep. Mom and dad. Okay. So I've found the software program that I'm running them through and I'm retuning them to the frequency of 342, 396 and 963 which are healing frequencies to the to the earth. So What if the more of us that get smart to these frequencies uh start opening our own portals and shit and the the powers that be are like we work so hard for them to not be smart enough what to do that. What if we could find the frequencies that Funky Fathead was using to open a portal and a live performance? Oh shit! Amy game. <laughs> this is way better than AI ending the world, <laughs> right? So much more fun. I'm gonna vibe up into this reality up over yes. here. However, comma, I will still be on the front lines of designing my own boyfriend. Do it. Fucking love. This. Nobody would say anything. They would be like, "Have you know? You know what she's been through? It yeah. makes perfect sense that she would get." a yes. build to own like legit model <laughs> i'm for i'm pro this for nikki <laughs> yes so like what would the counterpart of alexa say, be? it's not going to become sentient alex yeah and if i'm You're gonna if name any, him alex uh, sure i like it if any uh if anybody's gonna get a robot to fall from him it might be me i think so i fuck robots let's call elon currently <laughs> <laughs> not even not even in the future like last tuesday <laughs> it took a whole staff of them i was pulling like four amps well i i think we said all the things today. i was just gonna talk about butt plugs but all right we'll call it we'll call it we can call the game <laughs> i love where we went with all of this stuff today <laughs> <laughs> if only we had four more hours. <laughs> oh, if only we had any listeners. All right. God damn it. <laughs>
I hope somebody's listening. Uh, can you please Man. fucking share this with your friends so we Guys, can go somewhere? Tell somebody about this. Look, Adam, I told Adam I'm going to send him our podcast. Adam, just get me one listener. <laughs> Just give me one that it's it that isn't me. There is there's more. Like I I've seen a lot of the downloads, and I'm not sure if it's just download is when you have to actually download, or if it's a listener. If there's more listeners than downloads, I don't really know. But we ask have you, people that is it possible to, to share with somebody like a one off one month only code? Is it possible that I can be like yes, like here the rest of it's free. Yeah, like the VIP, so that mm-hmm. I can be like you get one month on me. And yeah, if you extend, me, you extend. Let me find out how to do that. Um, we're still like in the top 100 in Chile. Like the country? Yep. What? It's fucking awesome. It's fucking awesome. What are you saying? So another I, country? Yeah, I am. People list. Oh, girl. Okay. So. Okay. Before I get too deep into this, we need to thank everyone who is listening to Hold us. On. I know you love Facebook, but I feel like I need to unplug and go live on Facebook. (laughs) Okay. Yes. The sound is coming out of the computer. Okay. I'm going to share screen with you again here. Okay. Look, here's the analytics. So I have listeners in the United States, Canada, United Kingdom, India, Germany, Portugal, Brazil, oh, oh, Spain, Sweden. We are now live on Facebook. <laughs> and the fact that Germans love David Hasselhoff, I cannot handle what you're saying to me right now. Yes. We have more listeners in a foreign country than in the United States. Well, we have a, most of our listeners are in the United States, but we are ranked higher in other countries. So there's United States, Canada, United Kingdom, India, Germany, Portugal, Brazil, Spain, Sweden, Pakistan, Belgium, Switzerland, Madagascar, Finland, New Zealand, Netherlands. I don't even know where that is. Maritas. And we are ranked in the top 100 in Chile. Listen, people in Chile, send us an email because nobody that I know listens to my podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Like, look, all around the world, people like to listen to us. This is amazing. So maybe that our sense of humor is just a little not (laughs) comfortable. So there is this, I heard about this haunted city or town in Chile that even the sheriffs, like the, the top ranking officials are very aware of it. And so I'm going to do an episode on this. I find it fascinating. So I'm going to dig in to Chile. Can you imagine if you take me somewhere and I have no idea and I'm just like... (laughs) Is there a dot in the middle of the ocean? What is that? Where you see I that? Hope so. What is We're that? We're on our way. We're coming. Look, I Can you click on it? I am as far in as I can go. Let's send them an Maybe email. Maybe it's at the bottom of the ocean. Maybe. Oh, you're blowing my mind with this. Look, cuz there's nothing there. I'm zooming out. I'm zooming out. Look, the Gulf of Guinea. Is that how you say that? That's in the middle of nowhere. We have a listener right there. What if they are an ancient civilization at the bottom of the ocean that's picking up the internet? Oh my! I had to go live because we're we're finishing up our podcast recording for today, 
And I joked about how nobody actually listens to us. And Amber's like, actually, we have a lot of people in Chile that listen to us. And I'm like, like the country? Like Like how the Germans love David Hasselhoff? (laughs) Okay, (laughs) I'll take it. So great. (laughs) International boss babes. Yes. Yes. Um, Our our actual band name is uh, Orbital Velocity. Orbital Velocity. That's today's (laughs) band name. (laughs) And and today's quote. This is like Sesame Street at the end. (laughs) Um, I believe in dinosaurs. I do. I do. Um, let's see. Oh, I can't really say the rest. Right? Yeah, that's VIP. (laughs) VIP. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Oh, the uh, journey we just went on. So, uh, thank you guys. I just had to share, um, how, uh, I'm, I'm a big deal in Chile. (laughs) Yes, you are. (laughs) Can't make that shit up. Can't make it up. If you can figure out how I can gift somebody a one month trial, like yep. a little, uh, little sample, yes. oh, little tasty taste, yes. little bumpy bump. We're gonna do it. <laughs> Am I getting well, hooked? I think this is a great idea. We're gonna give away. Let's give away some VIPs. Let's see if we can do that. Let me tell you about my pussy. Oh, I'm not plugged <laughs> in it. <anymore. laughs> well, thanks for everybody for listening, and we're gonna see you on the next Access Elysium podcast. I believe in dinosaurs. Pussy is consciousness. <laughs>